ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. A few weeks ago, we were celebrating the uh, the career of this man, and unfortunately, today we're celebrating the life of Prodigy. And I wanted to bring the man, none other than DJ Premier, on the show to uh, to talk about things. And, and we appreciate uh, you know you stopping by and giving us some time. That's what's up. How you doing, man? Everything good? Everything's good, man. I know you just got off tour, and um, obviously everyone knows yesterday was the, the funeral. You were probably at NPR, if I recall. Yeah, I was at NPR. Actually, um, his, his wife sent me the, um, the, the invite to come early and, and, uh, because I, I, I knew I couldn't make the two to five with the public, and I didn't know it was two separate uh, uh, you know, visitations. You know, the, obviously, the visitation with the fans, they, you know, they had already removed part of these bodies from the funeral home, but uh, the private one, the entertainers got to see him. So, uh, you know, I really wanted to go to that, so I was trying to find a way to either catch a flight and and make it there early and still be on time. But every flight that was available was going to definitely make me almost an hour and a half late. And, you know, I, I was already committed. And even though they have to understand that, you know, I wanted to see Prodigy and, and get, get one last look at him, at the same time, we got mad memories. We've hung around, I mean, hung with each other. We've been in drama together. We, we've we been through a lot together. So uh, the memories is fine, you know. He, 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 he's gone from the... Uh, the sickle cell and all of that, but it's still sad that he he's left his family and his you know his wife and his kids and uh, all of us. But you got to still carry on and push, and that's where true love comes in because if if love is really there, everybody still holds up the family in some type of way. And speaking of memories, man, I mean, look, you guys you you worked with them when they were teens. Yeah. Now what? Ninety three was it? Yeah. You did peer pressure yep. cop Yep. Yeah. We go back to that. When you worked with them, did you recognize the talent? Did you did you have any idea that Prodigy and Havoc would become one of the greatest groups of all time? Yeah, because I like their verses on peer pressure. When I heard when Lars Professor played me the original, um, and actually on the album of Juvenile Hell, it says that Lars Professor is the remix, but his is really the original. I just mimicked the the the, the rhyme pattern to I mean the beat to go with the rhyme pattern that they laid to his beat so. Mine on the album just has peer pressure with no, you know, remix written to it, but it should be the other way around. But it's all good. But uh, uh, long story short, what they were talking about that at that age and the stuff they were mentioning, like even the, uh, uh, um, you know, when they were talking about, you know, what type of gear they wear, they, they were like, you know, was, uh, strictly following guests. And at that time, guest jeans or guest anything was popular in the 90s era. So some young kids like that pretty much rapping about stuff that's, and we're older, rapping about the same thing. You you, you already could tell that they, their lyrical wordplay was going to keep growing. And then even hitting from the back, even though that's about having sex with a girl and, and doing a doggy and smacking that, smacking it from behind, it still was done in, in a in a skillful way way lyrically where Havoc not only showed that he makes beats, he also showed that he's lyrical. You know, we always know Prodigy's a lot deeper on the lyrical content than the you know than Hav and we look at Hav more as the, the producer and MC. Still, you know, them together is a powerhouse that's unmatched, just like Gangstar, just like EPMD, just like you know, any other duo, you know, from from Showbiz and A G all, all the way to Black Sheep with Dredd and, and Mr. Long, you know. When they were young, they were a wild crew, though. And, and I know uh, there's probably a few stories. I was talking to Bones 
Malone the other day, he was talking about Jack the Rapper convention, and, and I think uh, there was probably a little hiccup, a dust-up between South Central Cartel. Yep. And uh, I think you were there. Was it the group I'm home? I'm the one that broke it up. <laughs> so you broke it up. Yeah, I broke it up. You've been mentoring cats for a while now. Yeah. What, what was that like? I mean, these, oh, these cats were pretty oh, uh, crazy. Well, it was, it was just seeing Prize and Havoc walking through the whole, uh, you know, back then, uh, I would say like this. If I was at a convention now or, or South by Southwest, I'm pretty much there to, to handle my business and do my showcase and keep it moving just because I'm at a different status of the game, even though I'll still go to some of the functions, but not that way I got to just be all over the place. But back then, we all wanted to be seen. We wanted to be at everything. We wanted everybody to look at us. We wanted every girl to want to sleep with us and hang with us in our hotel room. And, you know, being a gangster was already well-established. You know, Masterfield had just come out then. Uh, the the outback dropped there, but we were dropping the single. And uh, seeing Prodigy and Havoc walking around with no shirts on, with bottles of Hennessy, <laughs> and bottles of Hennessy in their hand, with the glass, and they were so little walking around and just going up to every girl going, yo, what's up, baby? How you doing? And, and with, no, with no fear. It was just like, wow, these little kids are confident, man. He had his mom's uh, dance studio to uh, practice for a while. Hey, they, you know what? If that's what helped, then that, that, that made him even more fly. You know what I'm saying? Because to, I, I watched him really mack a whole bunch of women like it was nothing. And then, <laughs> you know, and then like I said, when they got into the, the whole scuffle, you know, South of the Cartel is a big guy. Like, they're really tall and, and you know, and kind of well-built. So they, they look like they, they could tear the club up, you know, individually and throw P&Av around. But they... But PNF stood up to them, uh, and uh, it, it, no, no one was backing down to anybody. It was everybody standing up to each other. It was, it was you know, four men uh, against uh, against each other. Like yo, you know, we ain't gonna be disrespected. And I just stepped in. It was like yo, neither one of y'all's names of your groups is, is Prodigy and Havoc. You know, your your stage name is South Central Cartel, and y'all stage name is Mob Deep. So I said, you don't. <laughs> I, I said, you don't see Dr. Dre beefing from NWA beefing with Dr. Dre from your MTV Raps, and uh, yeah, and that was sure. and that was the truth. You know, so point. and then on top of that, I didn't want to see them having to beef over names. You know, like it'd be different. And uh, plus, no one had ever said, you know, f your name or anything like that. So. Uh, it, that was never even said from either side, so that's why I was like, you know what? Let, let me be the the one, the, the bigger man, and, and show the logic to, you know, this, this, I'm sure there's a premium. Like, like, most people don't even call me premier. Most people call me primo. There's a lot of premiums. There's a lot of primos. So what? You know, it's it's all good. You know, I'm I'm, I'm primo, and if there's five other ones, we're all different in some type of way. But at least they were able to squash it. They ended up hanging out. They ended up being cool with each other, and uh, we, we went to the bar together and, you know, had some more energy. Hey, you can always fall back on that on that bouncing credibility. So you're the bouncer and a DJ, so you keep the level <laughs> between the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And you keep the I party wanna, rocking. I wouldn't right? want a bouncing job. That's a, that's a hectic job, especially <laughs> when, when stuff goes away, you know, when jump, stuff jumps off. I wouldn't want to have to have that <laughs> there occupation. And shout out to all bouncers everywhere that have to put up with all the knuckleheads <laughs> and then clothes, man. They deserve big checks. Damn, so what you're saying is you're really the voice of reason. You probably could have squashed that whole East Coast, West Coast beef back then. Well, it was really never one to begin with because, I mean, I remember I, 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 we were around both sides during that time. I'm very close friends with MC8, whose album is officially out. 
uh, which way is West, executive produced by me and A. And, uh, and, uh, Dub C and Dice Cube have been friends of mine since 88, 89. You know, Aladdin, um, you know, Ice T. We've been cool from way, way back. And, you know, so when all that, when the East West thing started to pop up, it was mainly outsiders. It wasn't the artists, really. I mean, there was some cockiness going around with everybody saying, you know, we repping it this way, we repping it that way, and throwing it up even a little bit harder. But overall, it, it wasn't uh, ever be you know went on the level of the artist you know it was always either the people around them or the fans that were just that stupid and ignorant you know what I'm saying because I I was still traveling to both sides and I, I wasn't tested or played by anyone you know what I'm saying I, I had love for Suge Knight and we were cool we worked out together at, at his studio you know what I'm saying and uh, uh, you know I was cool cool with uh, Snoop and Dad and corrupt and they're just you know Dre and everybody. Me and Dre go way back. Me, me and Easy E go way back. So you know everything was love. I mean, you know when the beat was going on with, with the so-called Big and Pac stuff, I saw Snoop in New York. You know and, and no, no 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 one was giving him a problem. You know so. Yeah, I think well, even Prodigy said, you know, look, he grew up and he realized that he made a lot of mistakes, bowing up to everyone through the years. But I think the videos probably were the worst because those images just stayed in your head and almost like fed you to like, you know, attack them and shit. You know, it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, no question. Well, I mean, again, it, it was uh, like I said, a little bit of, of stronger posturing going around uh, from artists and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know. We, we were young and and uh, and cocky and I was ignorant. I, you know, a lot of stuff that I did do that I did back then. I would never like I'd be down to fight anybody back then. You know, it didn't matter who. You know, like that's hip hop, I guess. Yeah, like like and fights were part part of hip hop. So like in a country country music, you know, a country bar brawls and they, they break out. So brawls and square yeah. dancing. But now now I don't. I don't, I don't diddy bop ass hard. I still got a little bop to my walk, but you know, <laughs> but 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 it's a little bit, a little bit, you know, less, less, uh, less, less diddy and a little, a little less bop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, but yeah, you know, you, you you grow up. I'm 51 years old now. I gotta be, I gotta be civilized and show the youngsters. I've been through what they've been through. I got high, did drugs, I did all that stuff. And and I, I never needed rehab to get my mind right to go back to focusing on what's needed to be done in, in living life. Uh, you you got to be strong-minded. Not everybody's built that way, but that's one thing I, I give to my father. And he he's a strong-minded dude, and I don't like to disappoint him because of the way he raised me and the things he taught me as a kid and all the way into an adult, even when I didn't want to listen. So I want to be the same way when I channel my energy. So hip-hop has a, has a powerful way of doing that. And, uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm – uh, I'm a grown, grown ass man now, you know, but I still rip that, that boom and that bat. Premier, um, the infamous, one of the greatest rap albums ever recorded. No question. Did you hear? Did you hear it be, before it came out? And when you did hear it, what were your thoughts of that album? No, the they used to do work in D and D even when they weren't doing stuff with me directly. And uh, um, I was on WBLS at the time doing radio called The Thunderstorm with Geronimo and. Uh, they had already put out Shook Ones Part 1, and I saw them at, at D&D one day, 
and having was like, yo, we gotta get you this new record for your show, man. It's called Shook Ones. And I was like, I was like, nah, I got that already. He said, no, 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 this is part two. You ain't heard this one. And I, <laughs> and I was like, word. I said, so come up Friday. Now my show was from eight to ten, and Funkmaster Flex was from ten to midnight back then. This is, you know, when when Shook Ones dropped. So Flex would hear a lot of my stuff. What I would play uh, from eight to ten, you know, the, to where even you know we call each other, yo, what's that? What, what's that you playing? You know, I don't, I don't mind if he knows the record. That's we all for the same club. So I remember Havoc came up there with with uh, one of the reps from the, from Loud Records, and we went into commercial. And I said, he said, what you want to play? Can you play it next week? I was like, let me hear it now while we're on commercial break. I got, I got a few few minutes. And so I heard that. To all the killers and the hundred dollar bills, and the way the the bass line came right, in with, right. the, with the drums and the drums stopped, and then the you know the bass line came out and then he goes you know to real niggas ain't got no feelings and it dropped back boom, yeah I was just like yo this is, yo I'm playing this right out of commercial I said it clean he said yep but we, we took we took the curses out I was like all right cool and I came right out of commercial on that I remember Flex called me like what is that I said yo new mob deep. <laughs> So I said, part two, not, not part one, because everybody already had part one. Right. And, and uh, hey. from there, man, you know, that record just immediately ran New York. Like, like it was the new anthem, you know. The the, the, the lyrics, the, the beat, the, the attitude, that record to this day is still more. That's like an Annie Up. You know, it's like an Annie Up. It's like a, a top villain from Audio 2. You know, it, it's like uh, the Benjamins with Puff. You know, it's just certain records that have that impact. It's like it's like Simon Says with, with Farrell Mars, it's like the Rockwaller with Red and Meth. It's one of those records. Basically clears the club floor. A hundred percent, as it should. Yeah. And every song on the album, the beauty of it is, the reason why it's such a classic is every song on the record is banging like that. Oh, yeah. Put your fucking head through the window banging. Yeah, and it sounds like a Mob Deep album. Like, I, uh, Havoc was paying me beats even the day I picked them up to, to, uh, to, to go to the studio with me. Um, in Long Island, we were going to Prodigy's career in Long Island. And, uh, we were, we, we hopped in the car and Havoc was playing me beats back then on cassette. So, you know, I was like, oh, you do your own beat? He said, yeah, we do a lot of our own stuff. And I was like, all right. And he started playing me stuff. I was like, oh, man, you, you got a dope style. And, and he's one of my favorite producers ever, ever. Havoc? Hell yeah. Damn, nice, brother. <laughs> I love that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen him work in the lab. He, he, he's different. He's definitely different. I mean, the fact that he almost erased that track and, like, you know, from a production style. Yeah. All producers kind of have that perfection, that craziness. Yeah. And just to think that a classic like that could have almost been like lost. Yeah, yeah, he lives, he's dirty, lives man. Forever. He, he's he's, he's very dirty. He is not clean. So, yo, Primo, you said something earlier that I found uh, awesome. Is you were talking about playing Shook Ones Part Two. You and Flex having back to back shows, so you guys would be in communication with each other. Yo, where'd you get this record at? Where'd you get that? Who is this? What's going on? That must have been so fun and like almost like an inner competition between you and everyone else that had shows at the time. Absolutely. During that time, during that time, because it's like when, when, when I was a kid and I got that Nintendo game and nobody else had it, you're kind of like, yeah, I got the game, you don't. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got the record, you don't. And, and with today and, and all the accessibility to music, that doesn't happen anymore because you got YouTube, you've got this and that, downloads and iTunes and et cetera. So 
I mean, is that part of the game that you missed today? Absolutely. It's kind of still there, but the only difference is it's just a month ago that's that's into it that way. Like, me and Alchemist will still call me and whisper on the phone like if somebody's listening to him, uh, going, going, yo, I found a new digging spot. You want to go? And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, with time, you know, like, like that. That's real talk. Like that's how we we kick it, you know, like, like, and and it's all it's because we still feel like, yo, we don't want nobody else to know about this digging spot. So keep it low. So whisper on the phone, you know. Right. So so it, 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 yeah. yeah, amongst us, uh, like a Marco Polo or even a skinny, you know, Showbiz or or you know, even Large Pro. I'll go digging with, and then they even Pete or DJ Scratch, but then there's a certain or DJ three sixty, or what? Or DJ three sixty, myself on this show, we, brother. We, we we would have to see fifty thousand records deep, brother. We, <laughs> all right, all right, you, you just made it by one thousand records. You're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you mentioned earlier MC eight, and uh, if there was two collaborations I was waiting on since. <laughs> I don't know, two two decades now. One of them was MC8. And today we finally see it come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. The other one was not. So you're batting you're batting five hundred. Before you didn't even have a batting average until today. So I'm glad we, we all get to finally see the work between you you and MC eight. it's a great record. I I've that yeah. and uh and, and Jay Z <laughs> have been right. taking up all my time today. So yeah. um, I know that's been a long time in the making. And I mean, just explain to the people out there how how did that even become you and, and eight? Obviously, you know you guys on two different sides. What but about Little Hawk and Bird? I know, <laughs> yeah, I know you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, you you say you a true eight 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 fan. Then if you say Little Hawk and Bird, or that that's that's the original back in the day. That's eighty nine ninety uh, called the TMW right there. DJ Slip. Yeah, DJ yeah, unknown, DJ yeah. Slip. Yeah, man. Shout to Slip and Unknown, man. Slip was doing all those beats. He's amazing. Hey, he, he had such a dope sound. And shout to DJ Mike T. I saw him at the video for Represent Like This. You know what I'm saying? He's all gray haired up and stuff. I, I was like, oh, shoot, that's Mike T. You know, but, uh, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, but me and Ace, I met him in 1989. Um, we had a show in LA. That's when I started learning about the whole gang culture because, you know, they were Crips and, and, uh, you know, I, I learned about blood, and I went to the neighborhood. Dub C took me to his neighborhood, you know, with this neighborhood crib, and I, I learned, you know, how that is serious with that blue and red, and especially back then. You know, we're talking about 90, 89, 90. You know, the culture was so different. You know, like the newer gangbangers that are from their block, are, you know, and more into the, the, the fast and furious type cars with the neon lights and all that where you know, die era there and the low riders, you know, the the, the newer the young youngsters on there to the low riders the same way. So the culture's even changing in gangbang and even though still the killing's going on and, and the and the wars, but you know, for me to learn and see what their world is like and how dangerous it is Especially where the neighbors look nice, you know, but it's on and popping. And you've seen it in men's society. You've seen it in boys' hood. It's really like that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and uh, nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Exactly. So, and I mean, <laughs> no, man, don't get me wrong. I've been in, you know, lived in New York to see the craziest stuff too. I've seen killers, shootings, people die in front of me. I've seen it, you know. So, I, you know, from coming from a small town in Texas to learn just to win, you know, win and all this craziness in New York as well, 
it's still a different way of how they how they live life, you know, with the gangs out there and, and how heavy it is and how you can be across the street and you're another set that doesn't like each other just across the street. You know, like it's crazy. So the fact that we've been cool since then and it was just a mutual respect for for gangstar and then uh, uh you know and then uh with A uh saying, yo, you know, we're on the same uh distribution uh, we're on Orpheus, you're on Chrysalis. He said, well, we, I know we got some promo runs together. So we were doing promo together, uh, you know, going to the same radio stations together. Cause I, you know, we had the same distributor with Chrysalis and SBK. We, you know, we, we, we were doing promo with, with Vanilla Ice and Hammer, you know, back then. I was working at the label at the time, man. You know, I have that videotape when you guys, uh, basically sent in to get signed. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, 1290, uh, 6th Avenue, brother. That's what's I up. remember the days. Yeah, man. So, the, you know, so, so me and Aiden and Doug C have been, and then his brother, rest in peace his brother, Crazy to him. That's my, my boy, man. Yeah, I sure miss him. That was crazy. Uh, you know, he, uh, we, we, um, uh, have been in contact since, you know, even when 93 came around, eight was on the, the, the hard to earn album on, on the skit, I right, chill, you know, so leaving a message, a phone message. So, uh, you know, him working with P rock and soul survivor and stuff like that. So, you know, again, we, we go way back of being just friends aside from the music. I mean, doing the death, death wish remix and, you know, all that. So we've just been re- really, really intertwined as, as as homies. So when it when it came down to uh, the album, I had a poet, black poet album that came out called the Black Print that came out in two thousand nine. It goes back to that, and uh, we did a remix to the single uh, um, "Ain't Nothing Changed," and and we wanted to do a West Coast remix, so we put Melee on it. Young Melee uh, from the West Coast, he's signed to. Uh, Dub seen through Lynch Mob, so uh, we, you know through with the Ice Cube's uh, um, label. So uh, Crazy Tools put me on the Melee. I was like, Yo, this dude can rap. You're gonna hear more about Melee. Young Melee is the shit. The shit. He's the truth. And then uh, Melee was actually the voice of Grant. Exactly. And ironically. Our boy Guru was also in Grand Theft Auto. Uh, he was eight ball, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah eight ball. Yep, he's eight ball. Yep. So Melee uh, is working on his album now, and uh, you know I've been working closely with him because I'm such a fan. I, I'm doing it because I'm a fan of how he raps. So that you know that whole West Coast accent, just everything. I'm just a big fan of how he spits spits rhymes and everything. So uh, being a crazy tunes path, I told him that you know we're gonna still make sure that that we that we hold this and hold him down and, and get some work and get him some music popping, you know, so uh, you'll be hearing some more from him. He's on H album as well. And uh, and then other than that, we have uh, um, uh, we did the remix to, to uh, Ain't Nothing Changed and so we said, let's put Melee on it as the new West Coast voice that you hear and let's put Eight on it as uh, the OG back in the day, you know, legend voice that you hear. So when we did that, I asked A what he was working on because he's been so long. And he said, man, I, you know, I've just been doing stuff here and then, and then, you know, I'm coaching football now. So I'm really into it. My son plays on the team and I want to develop him. And uh, that that's my new thing. So I was like, all right, uh, I'd like to hear some stuff, man, just because I'm a fan. I'd love to hear what you're working with. And he was like, yo, I got some stuff. 
started singing these songs. I was like, yo, these are cool, but I said, a lot of the mixes are just everywhere. Your voice is everywhere. Like, like, like who's, who's, who's mixing your stuff? He said, man, I don't really know how to mix. I know, I know how to just record and write my stuff, and I'm just kind of just doing what I'm doing. I was like, yo, if you want to send them to me, I'll stop picking stuff that I think are strong, and maybe we can put together an EP or, or maybe an album later. And he's like, all right, I'll start sending you stuff. So he, he sent me like, you know, two songs here, two songs there, four songs here, four songs there. Yo, I'm changing this one, not uh, scrapping that. Yo, me and Spice One gonna do this one, and and uh, <clears throat> that started to grow. We had like a strong six where I was like, yo, let's do an EP called Keep It Hood. So we did that, uh, which is which is available, and uh, <clears throat> Keep It Hood came out dope. I just mixed it down for him real quick, and uh, and and then I uh, I think I see I scratched off a couple of songs, but uh, so yeah, we dropped Keep It Hood. And then I said, well, let's gather up what's left and see if we can formulate an album. So, again, it just started to just be bit by bit coming together. And, you know, I'd be like, yo, man, this was strong. This was strong. These are keepers. Someone would come in. I'm like, I don't know, I'm not feeling that one. Let's keep this one. Let's get rid of that one. And then once it started to come together, I was like, yo, man. I think we got an album now to start shaping it and, get, and getting features. Or, or do you want to just do it straight up? He said, nah, I have a list of people that I want to get on the album, I'm going to start reaching out to him, and he gathered everybody up. You know, the only one he didn't gather up was uh, Bumpy Knuckles, because uh, I, I, I called Bumpy and told him that uh, he wanted to rock with him on a joint announcement, and then and, and Bumpy said, don't make it no fast beat. He said, make it some drive, slow beat. I was like, all right, cool. So we did, uh, you know, for the OGs, and that's how that came about. You know, Rage, he wanted to work with, you know, they've already known each other for her being part of Snoop's camp, and, uh, and Death Row, and um, you know, I just sent her the beat, and she did it at a homie's garage. It cut the vocals, sent it to me, and she did hard cold and got busy, you know. But everybody came to the table, shot to everybody on the album, you know, Exhibit, Be Real, Corrupt, Rage, Bumpy Knuckles, Big Mike, J Star, uh, the Out the Outlaws, Dub C. hoes and chains and swanging things. Prem, Prem, I have a question for you. What artist do you, I mean, outside, outside of Guru, obviously, what artist that you've worked with over the years do you feel that you connect with the best? Like, you guys get in the lab, you, you just get that beat laid down, the, the rhymes just come out like, just, who? Who is it? Guru. Well, no, 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 I said outside of Guru. Oh. Now you put them on the spot. Right. I, that's a hard question. <laughs> you said where, where, where the song just came out just like that? Or you have the synergy yeah. with the connections there, the live Connection wires, solid. You know, one point like twenty one gigawatts. You know, like right. Back to the Future. MOP. Word. Yeah, we always had fun. We always had fun together, and they would write right there on the spot, and just watching, yeah. just watching how they go. Yo, right there, say for real kid, and they'll go, okay, back it up, okay, go, yeah, for real kid, and then, like they were so <laughs> in sync. Where they, they, you know, they never like they write their backgrounds as part of their rhyme, but already know right. where they're gonna put it. Right. So when they're spitting, he'll be like, "I'm a Brownsville native, and I'm gonna, and I'm <laughs> yeah, and you better yes." Fire squad, you like what? First, first, you think first, first you think they're like you think they're the first you think they're, they're they're messing up, but it's like nah, they're spacing it out. They already know that they want some group, you know, spit right there in those gaps. 
Ad lib generals. You know it's a party those nights, and you're taking care of business at the same time, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. And they, they, they the mash up posse for real. I've been and in my back in my younger days. I've been to a lot of MOP brawls, and they, and they, and they, and, and, but they can back it up. Oh, absolutely. Yes, they can. <laughs> I've witnessed and I survived it. You know, so I'm glad I survived all that stuff, man. I remember when the drama used to pop off with them. They're like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "No." <laughs> 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 They're like, yeah, drama, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this, and I'm like, do we really gotta fight these dudes, you know? So, you know, but uh, I, I threw down a little one, once or twice or three or four times myself. But I'm, I, like I said, at 51, my bones hurt. So, speaking of MOP, I know you've been torn, so you probably haven't had a chance to check out our uh, six-hour tribute to you. We've had a lot of your, a lot of the artists you work with. Give us, you know, props, customized drops, everything real supportive. Little famous, one of them, Crumb Snatcher, Bumpy Knuckles, Big Shug, Little Dap, AZ, Cormega. Everybody had something great to say about you. So I know once you settle down, you were torn. Hopefully, I know you're a humble dude, and you, it's probably a little weird to listen to your own stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like listening to somebody else. Does it. I just don't listen to my own music once I do it. When I get to a certain point, I just don't listen to my own music. You know, hey, when it's brand new, I listen to it for a few weeks, maybe a month or two, and then after that, I don't listen anymore. I think you'll just appreciate the construction of it. You know, it's really uh, the timeline, the way we kind of interwoven, uh, you know, these interviews and these drops and these, uh, you know. Send it to me where I can download it. All right, I'll text you uh, and get your information as far as the email, or also yep. send it to Jeff. Uh, yeah. I'll Jeff give you my direct email, and I'll add you to my email. Uh, do y'all play dirty or clean on your show? Always dirty. dirty. Okay, then I need to send you the eight albums so you can start getting busy. <laughs> well, you know what? Ironically, I reached out to eight earlier today. We definitely would like to get them on, and um, I'm a big fan of eight. Um, you know, we come strapped as, to me a classic album, so. And even the, the stuff he did with Commons is most wanted. So it's 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 awesome to see you guys really connect after all these years and finally make that album happen. I know a lot of people always are, are waiting eagerly waiting for the next primo uh, album. So can you give us a little tidbit of what may be in store, either 2017 or 2018? Yeah, well, we uh, we uh, just finished just sing a song right. I have two labels. I have year round for more of my street stuff and and doing just my. Got a hip hop like with eight and uh, the NYG's albums coming. I'm just mixing that down right now. We're actually like two songs away from really officially completing it. So, but uh, I'm just pretty much just laying all my scraps and hooks and stuff on all the songs that they already cut vocals to. <clears throat> so that album is uh, and that, that's an all premiere produced album. So I'm really excited about the NYG's uh, album coming out. And then uh, Tori Wolf is a new singer songwriter from Long Island. She's very alternative left field type of, a, of an artist that I still I started a label with my manager it's called PTT which stands for to the top and uh, that label is to house just really anything any and everything from from rock to new wave to pop to to you know maybe a couple of rap records if they're like singles I might you know probably, we've been doing just like singles like I dropped the Miguel record to loving you that was a single a record with Cherub uh, that's out called My Space Baby and that's a single so we we do all kinds of just little things that are not the norm 
of labels through TTT, but the first album that'll be coming out will be uh, Tory Wolf, and uh, it's called Flow Riot. Me and the legendary King of Chill uh, supervised the project. He produced. King of Chill. Yeah, he, he produced uh, some of the other songs on there. I, I did the majority of the album, I produced the majority of it, and we also even got Mike Zombie on one track, and we got uh, the A-Rap Music on a track, and the rest was just done by me and King of Chill. So uh, it's a really dope album. Flow Riot will be coming in this year in September. Uh, we're just wrapping up the Prime 2 album. Um, I went to Detroit to finish it with Royce. Uh, we did half in, my, in, in New York at my studio. We just did the other half at Royce's new studio called Heaven. Everything you just mentioned, we, we actually played in the tribute. Tori, Tori's dope. She reminds me of uh, a little bit like Portis Head. Yeah. We played the joint Dilated and Rhapsody. So we're big fans. We've done six hours on you. We know everything. I know that you haven't had real food in three days. How are you doing with that? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, the, the juice cleansing. Yeah. The, yeah, the first day I, I was playing around with my son and, and, you know, we were wrestling and he kind of, you know, he's six years old. He just landed on my stomach and I started threw up like four times, which, uh, and I was oh, light. Shit. I had a headache. I was light at it and I just felt, felt like felt a mess. I still drank them, you know, and just, just re refilled myself and, you know, and my body, my body took to it after that. You know, I don't know what it was that, that threw me off. Maybe it was just a shock of me doing it, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah, but, but yeah, I rolled four times and then, uh, or, or twice, uh, or t two occasions, but, but a double, a double throw, you know what I'm saying? So, but, uh, basically, basically after that, I went on and carried out the, the, the rest of the, you know, they're all numbered one through six. Um, to to uh, to do them every two hours, and uh, you know, so I, I I got sick on the first two, but after that, I still carried out the whole thing, knocked it out, and uh, you know, uh, I'm on day three. I'm go I'm doing it for uh, for for a week, and then uh, from there, I'll start to train again. I'm already going to, to the gym to do cardio and all that stuff just to shake off some some layers, <laughs> but. I'm gonna go back to my weights and all that stuff. I used to, I used to train anyway. I, I played sports really in my younger days and all that stuff, so I know what to do. And then, uh, and then my one of my homies from the Gangstar Foundation, Vic Black, he's he's a, a nutrition expert, and he he's been making my meals five meals a day, you know, already pre-made, so that when I get to the lab. Um, I have a lot of, you know, healthier meals than, than the stuff we usually go eat. And then from there, I'm just going to be more conscious of how, how I put stuff into my body. You know, at 51, you see, it don't pick, it don't pick the same way. So you want to, uh, definitely make sure the food is, is, is providing the, the proper energy for you to, to keep carrying on. And I, I'm a very energetic dude. I can put in crazy hours in the studio and, uh, you know, I, I can outlast pretty much anybody, you know, when it comes to the, the stamina side. So, uh, but even though it's not a race anymore to see who can, who got the most stamina, uh, it's still good to, to, uh, make sure you take care of your body a lot more. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very focused and, uh, you know, I'll be finished at the end, the end of the weekend, right before the 4th of July. And then I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna transform. So however you see me now, again, uh, again, take a pick because I'm about to, I'm about to, you know, rip up. But don't worry, oh, when, when I get in very good shape, I'm not gonna start wearing, you know, body shirts and, and uh, uh, you know, and, biker and, shorts, yeah, and then biker hey. shorts and all that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm <laughs> no spandex. I'll still be, be rocking my jeans a little loose, you know. So we'll be okay.
you uh you you talked about some sports and this is a sports question because I'm sure everybody talks to you about hip hop. This is what I want to know. Okay. You're from Houston. Yep. You lived you you live in New York. Nah. I've always wanted to know this. Were you conflicted in like '94 when the Knicks played the Rockets in the finals? No. I'm a Rockets so I'm Houston everything. Even when I moved to New York, I'm Houston everything. Houston Rockets, Houston Astros, Houston Oilers. Not, I'm not, you know, I'm Houston Oilers. Warren Moon. Yeah, but before him, Dan Pastorini and, and you know, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Stabler and, uh, uh, yeah. you know, Merle um, Campbell and came later, you know. So the same thing, Warren Moon came way later. But I go Billy White, Billy Johnson, you know, that that era so you know as a kid you can imagine how sad i was uh, when they moved to to tennessee because uh they changed the mascot to the titans at least be the tennessee Oilers. they're, they're the titans so it really right. then so with part being torn i was torn about having to be a texans fan versus me being a uh 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 Titans fan, so I support the Texans now. It took me a minute, you know, because they're an expansion team, and you know, I, I, I didn't grow up with an expansion team. I grew up with a legacy, so uh, it, it hurt a lot as a fan. But I, I've been Houston everything, and you know, I support the Yankees um, big time, you know, because my grandfather was into them, and uh, you know. I, I love the Yankees based off of that, and uh, and for other reasons, you know. But but with with uh, Houston, I've been a Rockets fan, so yeah, I was never torn with the Knicks, and I, and I'm a, and I'm a Knicks fan from the UN days, and and uh, it, you know the, the, the good the good Knicks even before even before Freewell came, you know, I'm, I'm, before LJ came, you know, I was into that that Knicks era, even and when the, and when LJ came. And uh, and free well, it just made it even better, you know. But but uh, yeah, Houston, 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 Houston. I'll tell you what, man, you must be eating up this baseball season because the fucking Astros are killing it. Yeah, right? man, it's, it's, especially when they did that that hundred run. You know, uh, I'm uh, this is a good year. I mean, I haven't been to, been to the the World Series in so many years. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they didn't get back to it this year. You know, the Yankees have been really struggling, so. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, the Astros. I'm actually going to a game. I'm taking my son down to see my family uh, in a couple of weeks. So, uh, um, um, you know, uh, McCann uh, left the Yankees and went to Houston, and so did um, uh, oh my God, um, Carlos Beltran. So, Carlos, oh yeah. Beltran, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carlos is a good friend of uh, Derek Jeter. And uh, so uh, we, we, you know, we we know each other well just through through their family. So he uh, is going to open up with some good seats to go see them. I'm gonna take my son to see the, see the game. You know, the last like five minutes of this conversation has been great, and thank you for sharing all this with us because it really shows how DJ Premier out there to the world, people look up to you and and admire your catalog and celebrate your work as a, as a DJ, but. The stories you mentioned, your son and, and, and sports and having admiration for this and talking about your family. And I want to bring it back to Prodigy real quick. Right. And you said something earlier about how you, you, you spoke with his his wife. I didn't speak to her. I didn't speak to her. She 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 sent a text. She sent a text to to to, uh, to get me to uh, come to the uh, to the viewing uh, yesterday morning. But, you know, obviously I couldn't make it, but she sent the word out to me. But see, 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 my whole angle here though is how is how everyone sees you all as artists. They think of your music, you know, 
I think Prodigy, I immediately think The Infamous, Shook Ones, Mob Deep, Havoc, right? But behind that, there's a family man with children, with a wife. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's great to know that as a hip-hop community that you all build and, and, and are there for, for, for the family. So, yeah, and your uh, lifelong friends and brothers. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I do the same thing with Guru's Guru's uh, family now. That's why, you know, you can't let the press and rumors about our breakup and all that stuff even even uh, factor in unless you get it from the, the, the actual people themselves, you know, and Guru's not here to defend it. So last thing I'm going to do is mm-hmm. rely on, on, on our legacy and, and me being there because uh, there's no need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we fought many a times. I mean, talking about throwing punches, everything. With the, we're the first rap group to fight each other. Then we need to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the, the you know, <laughs> right. for that because you know, brothers fight. Yeah, I mean, we fought, and I always say, if we fought and couldn't stand each other, how in the hell could we make that many albums consistently and enjoying it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like we yeah. every album we did, we were like happy kids. Like, yo, wait till they hear this album. Oh man, what they hear this single? And we always were consistent with our singles, our, you know, our videos. Uh, and our album covers, everything. We were always involved in every bit of our art, which is why it matched uh, who we were. So, you know, the, the, that's why I'm like, you know, I've, I've saw a, a, a guy on YouTube talking about we broke up from stolen money and all this stuff. I'm like, why was that? Why would I need to steal money when we're both successful? It's like, and that don't even add up. Like, it's like you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, where did he get this crazy shit from? But, you know what? And then, like, I've had my, my friends that's like, man, you should get that taken down. And it's like, take it down for what? You know, karma always attacks the virus and whoever that virus is and they know who they are they get attacked but uh, they, all you gotta do is keep on pushing and how I look sitting there trying to take down a whole bunch of things off of social media when it's, if it's true if it's true that's a different story when it's not true just let it, let it live it dies eventually my main thing is I've been taking care of Guru's son since, since the day he died, making sure that his family wow. and everybody is getting money. He's going to nice schools. Uh, we, we split everything mm-hmm. 50-50, so anything that's gangster-oriented, I make sure everything, you know, half goes to the family and to, to the Hill family and to his son and his son's mother. So they they love me. To, they love me to death. They, they, they see all they see. Everything legit. You know, every. Every uh, what they say, every T is crossed, every I is dotted, and uh, and we like I said, I want to be able to sleep at night anyway, so I wouldn't feel right if I wasn't doing it that way. Shout out to this whole family, man. They're they're, they're a great family. Uh, his mom just right. passed uh, a few months ago, so rest in peace to Ms. Elam, uh, Ms. Barbara Elam. Uh, she and my mom used to write letters to each other, and you know that it was cool even seeing them be pen pals. These are things that only I would know and only family would know, you know. So right. uh, it. To, you know, but but shout out to his nephew Justin and his other nephew Denzel, they, they, and, and his sister Trish. That's my I love his sister Trish the, the, just so much for just not only being a soldier through all the drama that was going on with old dude, and just her being <laughs> she has just thick 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 skin. She doesn't let anything tear apart, and she's a soldier, man. I I, I really really big up Bruce, sister Trish. 
And uh, she, 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 she's official. She's a super official. So shout out to the guru's son, KC. He's going to be nearing 17 years of age soon. And, and uh, you know, he looks just like his dad. You know, same jawbone, same face, just taller. You know what I'm saying? But, but uh, yeah, man, we're making sure he's good and that the son's mother's good. And, and we all get along so well. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm just glad to be in their lives, still making sure that, that, that the legacy continues and that it's being done right hey prem they don't call it blood sweat and tears for nothing you know Goddamn right well look i can't thank you enough i know this was a, a struggle to get you and, and you've been very busy you're a stand-up dude i i love what you're doing for uh for keith's family i remember what you said about mar brown mar was my dude oh I mean, man he was part of our success man he was a real dope dude i mean yeah. I, I remember the virgin days and so my my point is this you know besides the music you know strip you aside you're a good person and i want you know i hope i hope what we achieved is, is maybe a different side of, of premiere i mean unfortunately we got you under different circumstances we're talking about p today and and whatnot but you know i, I really appreciate the uh, you know i haven't been i think all of us we haven't been this excited to talk to somebody like ricky henderson and you were the two idols i had growing up wow. you know what i'm saying it's, yeah, I, just, I just put a post bucket list this is bucket list we really appreciate it man and and you know what my favorite years are probably 94 95 and it's because of you i mean those you're 94 95 96 was the trifecta i don't think anyone's ever had those kind of years ever and uh i just want to say thank you for it i appreciate it bro mark and much much love back to you and uh, and like i said we got more coming nygs tory wolf uh uh prime two um the breaks got another season so i'm gonna be you know working on that and then, uh, and then uh, we're gonna be dropping some more singles on TTT. Uh, I'm trying to convince Scarface to let me drop this fucking record, man. So <laughs> come on, Face, let, let me get this record. I, I, I got you on the, you know, it's a record that, that he wanted me to do when he dropped his, his last album, and he gave me an acapella. I put a beat to it, and it didn't make the album. But uh, I was like, let's just throw it out. I mean, you know, BB King says to, don't harbor the music, put it out. You know, so. Uh, but I know Face wants to do a project. I think he wants to do like an EP or something like that. And I'm down to do even that because you know Face is guaranteed lyrics and straight preaching the truth to the streets. Man, he keeps it so good, you know. So <laughs> yeah, much love, fellas. I'll do the drop. Yo, check it out, y'all. This is DJ Premier. You're live and direct through the speaker because that's my voice coming through the speaker. You heard? And you're checking out the Take It Personal show. Don't get it twisted. Don't take it personal. And if you do, take it personal. We don't care. It's the Take It Personal podcast show. One love. Gangsta forever. Gangsta for life. One. Peace, brother. I appreciate it, man, so much. Enjoy the show tonight. Enjoy uh, enjoy what you got to do, all right? Yeah, no question. I, yeah, I got my radio show tonight, so. Enjoy so, your your kale drink while you listen to MOP tonight on, on the head. Will do. You got it, bro. <laughs> Peace, All right, man. Bro. Thanks All right, again. Appreciate it. Adios. Peace, Peace. Peace.